0: Hello guys, welcome to the fourth episode of Keep the Receipts with Zungi and Altamash. And he will kick us right into our first topic today.
1: I guess the main thing this week coming from the NBA is now it's almost a full-gone conclusion, a formality that the season will be starting on the 22nd of December, roughly in about a month and a half or so from today uh, when we're recording this podcast. Uh, the NBA Players Association has already tentatively approved the season to start on the 22nd, but I guess it's, it's not officially official as of this moment. Uh, a couple of things to note, that the salary cap is going up about 2%. Uh, these are all reports by uh, the Athletics champs, Charania. And I think uh, the other thing that was also on the table right now is, you know, when is free agency going to start? Because the fact, if the season is going to start in a month and a half, then, you know, you got to give the team, the players, you know, two, three weeks, maybe even a month and a month and a half. Obviously, this is a whole different season and there's only going to be 72 games and there's not going to be much off-season time for these players to get accommodated and training camp won't be as long. And uh, also, preseason games are going to be starting in roughly like a month. So it's going to be really, really quick. And I think one of the main topics also is the draft is on the 18th, uh, which is in about 10 days. And then right after that is the plan for the free agency to start. There's also rumors reported by Woj where he was saying that, uh, you know, they they might want to start free agency before the draft uh, just to give teams more time to get players, you know, get their salary cap situated. But I guess it's more uh, very unlikely that happens just because of the fact that uh, it's going to be really hard for teams to focus on the draft and then also making trades while also focusing on free agency and players coming in. Uh, Zengi, just originally, like, what are your, you know, just your initial, I guess, thoughts on that, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit more deeper right after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, great to hear, right? Uh, we already talked about this uh, previously when the actual uh, rumor was reported. So great to hear. I mean, I do want to add, like, the <clears throat> salary cap is nothing, and obviously, two percent is nothing. With with. You you look at salary cap and not many people in general or not te- not many teams have uh, much space uh, cap space to begin with. There's a very few teams that even have cap space to sign additional players. That's one thing. And I mean it's obviously exciting. Uh, I think and just excited to be back. You know with the with basketball and we kind of went over this already um, uh, with our previous episode. So, cool.
1: also, uh, one thing that I didn't want to kind of get into was, uh, LeBron's Instagram post. I know we're not like, crazy about, you know, the NBA, but we kind of did want to talk about this because this is a, you know, a real topic where, uh, LeBron was like, you know, he put the the. Uh,
0: Face palm emoji. Spe- speaking of uh, LeBron's post, we are <laughs> in the Biden era, <laughs> and his epic post of that uh, blocked by James and <laughs> Game Seven of uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. When yeah. you block,
1: when you blocked out
0: yeah. Iguodala, yeah.
1: Uh, so I think uh, his emoji was uh, the face palm emoji, and it was a picture of the Sports Center where it showed the offseason for you know the shortest off in history. Of professional sports and the NBA was currently will be number one if this holds true this December 22nd date so it'll be 71 days it's roughly right around two months from the last game of game six being played in Miami uh, versus Miami and obviously for LeBron it would be the least amount of time because they were in the finals unlike other teams who you know went out early uh, so they didn't you know they didn't obviously have, they had way more than 71 days some teams been having off season for like six months now because they didn't even go to the bubble so uh i think from lebron's perspective it makes sense but as a fan you know it's uh, it's very i think it's very exciting that the season is going to start up again and free agency is going to be quick this time so a lot of the players are going to be making their decisions relatively quickly so they can get acclimated with their new teams and training camps and i'm sure coaches will want that as well uh what do you like i mean what as as i guess as a fan of LeBron, what do you think about his, you know, thing is? Also, he's, like, you know, he's the face of the NBA. And does I mean, that I, give him I, a bad
0: look? I agree with you, right? Like, I agree with what you said. Like, LeBron, I mean, I understand it from LeBron's perspective. The guys on his 18th season um, obviously wants to be fully healthy. And he wants to be, you know, top of his game. And it, it's it's kind of difficult, too, because you have eight teams that didn't even, weren't even in the bubble. And... Yep. I mean, if those teams aren't in the bubble, then why? Why in the world, like you know, obviously they're gonna feel very, very, you know, it's kind of selfish in in a manner like, oh, LeBron's being selfish in terms of like we haven't played ball, but you have. Even LeBron got a whole bunch of time off during this whole COVID thing, correct? Yep. And I mean, I mean, I'm with that. Uh, I understand LeBron's perspective. Um, uh, they did have a season. I don't think it was as grueling as. Uh, a regular season would be, uh, there wasn't any travel involved, right? Because that's a lot of wear and tear on, on people's bodies is the travel, the East Coast grind, the West Coast grind, just traveling back and forth. Uh, that wasn't involved at all in in, in the bubble. Um, everything was right there, and it was a lot easier. Sure, I mean, on the basketball court, that's definitely something that, obviously, somebody that makes it to the championship is, is a long haul for them. But, I mean, I understand it uh, from both, but uh, I think it's better if we started because there is a lot of teams that were obviously teams that exited the first round or whatnot. They've been resting, and I think I think most players, to be honest, are ready to get back into it. That's where I'm at on that.
1: Uh, yeah, I think one of the things that you might kind of see, especially for LeBron, I guess, specifically, is that maybe, you know, you see a lot arrest. of load. You see a resting, you see load management in the beginning of the season. Uh, just for the fact that, you know, 72 games is going to be, and also there's going to be quite a bit back to backs just so they can fit all these games in because usually the season starts in October and now starting in December, they want to finish around the same time that they finished the regular season, which is, you know, April, May, and then get the playoffs and everything done by June. So obviously, to get that in, you're going to have to play a lot more games in a shorter amount of time. Uh, I know for the longest, Adam Silver for the last few years has been trying to get rid of. You know, back-to-backs or four games in five nights and that's kind of been you know it's practically gone now because you, if you want to play 72 games and get that revenue which you know we had previously discussed was about 500 million if they don't start the season on the 22nd that is an enormous amount of money especially on the money that the NBA has lost with COVID with no fans with China etc cetera, etc cetera. I think those are the things that you know uh, are going to play a big part and also LeBron not playing you know these big big-time players maybe not necessarily playing in all the games is going to be you know something that i think is you know kind of going to make the starting of the season kind of boring-ish just from the fact that these prime time games that you know you might not see obviously do do, do we we
0: know like if like certain players are not wanting to play during this whole thing anyways because obviously like for example i believe it was avery bradley had a family thing is is he going to do we know
1: this yet, or? Yeah, I don't think anybody specifically come out and said that they're not going to play. Mm-hmm. And I think right now the plan is to play, I guess you know, games in their regular cities, right? So there's not, there's no bubble anymore, obviously. But I think one of the rumors is that they're going to have games where uh, it'll be like a series of games instead of you know. Uh, you know, it won't be a road trip necessarily, right? You'll go play maybe, I don't know, You let's say, for example, the Rockets or, I don't know, the Rockets go to San Antonio and they play two games against San Antonio. They go to Dallas and play two games against Dallas. So they're kind of, you know, cutting out a lot of the traveling uh, portion mm-hmm. of it. And also, the, you know, the risk of, you know, you travel a lot more, the more chances of, you know, this virus is still very, very much in uh, play, especially in Texas. I think they have the the record cases in Texas. But Stay also, out of the streets, people. Yeah. And wear a mask. Uh, wear a mask. But I, I think that's kind of a unique spin on it. It's kind of like the baseball thing where you know you play series of games. You play like three game series or four game series. I don't think it's going to be that drastic, but I think that's kind of going to be the plan where they you know limit the amount of travel. So you know obviously you limit you know COVID cases. You limit the chances of contracting anything. But also uh, just you know there's not a lot of travel. You can obviously play more games and. You know the, end, the players are quote unquote not as tired as they would be, even though they're gonna play those seventy two games. Uh, I think that's a very unique twist to the season, and that's kind of kind of maybe you know swing games and stuff. And towards the end of the season, when it's you know playoff seeding time, and uh, you know those one or two games that you played in you know late January might be a pivotal thing towards the end of the season because of head head to head tiebreakers and stuff like that. Uh, what are your like, What are your thoughts on that? Because I think that's a very unique spin to the season that I guess won't really ever be there ever again. Considering you know, hopefully we get through COVID, and then right. next season, it won't necessarily be you know an issue. It'll just be back to the regular. I mean, it's kind of games.
0: interesting to be honest. Like they're pretty interesting to me. Uh, if you think about it, two games or two games or whatever, one or two games. For, for first you'll play one game, or and now you're playing two games back to back. Obviously, you'll see adjustments. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a little tougher. Kind of very, very bubblish. Uh, I would say, uh, like, uh, I mean, two back-to-back games uh, with the same team. There's gonna be a lot more competitive basketball. I think. I think one thing is that eliminating so much travel is also gonna help guys. So, so we we might be down to see some really top-tier basketball games um hopefully as long as we have all the guys uh playing and full rosters are are there and not you know you don't have a bunch of players or top players even sitting out i think i think i think that's pretty good Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be good to see i believe
1: Uh, i think also one of the things that you know maybe doing we didn't really discuss is that fact that it'll kind of maybe be like home and homes where you play one game at home and you also play the other game at the other you know but it might be more of you know, statewide where it's like Mm. California teams playing home and homes again, California teams, you know, Texas teams playing as Texas teams and, you know, East coast teams playing as East coast teams. Obviously there's so much, you know, so much smaller States over there. So it's not necessarily too much traveling going on there, but it's kind of a, a unique spin on the season, but I really thoroughly would enjoy seeing that and like you know that's one thing that the bubble kind of did show was that when it's just an empty gym and they're just playing against each other the level of mention
0: that they were going to have some sort of fans in the building uh
1: yeah i think they've also yeah they're they're planning on having fans and it's going to be like limited kind of like how nfl is doing it right now where it's like you know 10 percent capacity 20 percent. but i don't think anything's again everything is all reports right now nothing is really firm and set and Different states have different regulations. Different, you know, cities are, you know, more prone for COVID cases. Somewhere is not. So, I think those are kind of the the main factors. It's it's so much more than just you know the NBA making a schedule. And I think that probably is going to start off with no fans, and then you'll kind of go into you know maybe having fans in certain games in certain stadiums and uh, wherever you know uh, the jurisdi- uh, jurisdiction allows that. And uh, that's kind of my thoughts on this season and i you know again we're all very excited and i think as soon as it's back you know it'll it'll, it'll be you'll feel that i think that like i said before uh the bubble kind of showed like when it's an empty gym these guys are just amazing basketball players and the, the level of basketball in the bubble was you know something that we don't get to see all the time cuz there was no travel these guys are just playing basketball and it's like a pickup game right and it just happens to be televised and it's a play a lot of defensive played. Uh, Well, yeah, maybe, maybe so. But the Lakers played their share of defense when they had to. And I thought the two teams that got to the finals were the two teams that played really good defense in Miami when they, you know, they locked up and they played amazing defense against the Bucks. The Bucks, and then they played really good defense in the conference finals as well. But also, like the late, I mean, the Lakers are the same thing. You know, they, they may adjust. I mean, there were
0: certain games, like, you could, you could just watch, they're just going up and down, up and down. And just like, I, I think uh, the first few games of the uh, Denver Jazz Series, where um, both Donovan <laughs> and Jamal Murray erupted for like 50 plus points, um, obviously, there wasn't a lot of that much defense in the beginning. I would, obviously, as, as the playoffs rolled on, you saw more defense. And, I mean,. That's That's got to be done, right? I mean, if you want to win the title, you got to play defense. Defense win the championship.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, I think that the first few weeks, maybe just like anything else, again, they're, you know, their feet underneath them, and it's like, you know, it's for real. It just happens to be like, it was for real right off the bat, right? You're playing playoff seating games right off the bat in the eight games, and then you go straight into the playoffs. So I think the first few, like, you know, First 15 20 games is just you know, players are trying to get into their rhythm and getting into these, but these games are obviously meaningful. Uh, but I think that's going to be one thing that's be that will be nice to see is you know, these it's gonna be a different scenario, and I think we'll see how these players react to it. And uh, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be really exciting. And all
0: I guess know. while we're on the bubble topic, before we move forward with our you know, topics that we were supposed to talk about, let's just I just wanted to talk about uh, the Suns. I obviously have mentioned this before multiple times. Uh, the Suns went eight zero in the bubble and probably had their greatest uh, bubble run. champs. Bubble champs. Uh, they had the their greatest run as the uh, as a as a Phoenix Suns. Not only them, but also Devin Booker had had the greatest run. A um, couple of uh, things that came out about Devin Booker here, um, which was Ryan Rossillo I was on Bill Bill Simmons' podcast and mentioned that he it's the worst kept secret that he wants out of Phoenix. Um, these are obviously have been shot down, and you. I think there was Michael Scotto who who had a had a little article on this. You had um, another one of Arizona's uh, ninety eight point seven, I believe, FM. Arizona Sports Radio guys said this was a garbage take. Um, not only that, a lot around the league, there's a bunch of executives that I believe, it was Hoopsite uh, that interviewed a couple of these executives that have mentioned that the feeling around the league is that Booker does not want out of Phoenix. There's no there, First off, he has no leverage on his contract or anything. Yes, he's a great player and teams would die to go get him. But there's no, I don't know why this happens. And this happens to the Phoenix Suns a lot. Obviously, been following them through their horrible run. And Mm -hmm. supposedly, people just think that, you know, Devin Booker just wants out of Phoenix because that team is terrible. No, he's mentioned multiple times he wanted to stay there. He signed the extension to stay there. And now, you know, media just likes, loves saying things that are just, you know, like out there like and and obviously there's gonna be so many like fans that are gonna jump on it because they don't know what's going on inside and these are i would say more like casual takes and i hate seeing this because the suns are like the bottom barrel when it comes to media hate i don't know what it is but the the media loves to hate the suns and always had the worst rumors always started and we'll get back into worst rumors later as well on this um this was one of the things that I wanted to talk about with Booker. Like, you had Brian take on this. Uh, what would your What's your take on this?
1: I mean, it's just, I mean, just forget the take in general. It just doesn't make any logical sense. The Suns just had their best run in a decade. Uh, they were on the brink of the playoffs after one game. If Karis Laverse hits a jump shot, over the, the Portland Tries, they're in the playoffs. So I don't understand where the logic... And I understand if it was like two years ago when the Suns were like winning 25 games and Devin Booker was like the only guy doing remotely anything. Uh, like that one picture where he dropped 70 and they were celebrating like he was Will Chamberlain. <laughs> but uh- <laughs> Tyson Chandler.
0: Shout out to <laughs> Tyson Chandler in that picture.
1: But yeah, I think the timing of it just doesn't make any sense. And I really didn't give much thought to it to begin with because I was like, what? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, I don't understand how it's the worst-kept secret. And it's just, it just I just doesn't even logically, like, click. Unless he knows something really deep down and, like, nobody knows, which, okay, you know, I guess I mean, that's... You, a- but
0: then you also have, like, a bunch of executive feeling other way. You know, like yeah. completely opposite of this guy. And... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's just yeah, it's just I don't I don't understand timing. Like the Suns look like they're on the come up right now, and if the Suns keep on their trajectory, they're going to probably be in the playoffs next year. And I mean, what what as as if if you were Devin Booker, what are what's your goals right now? You want to make the playoffs? You want to see if hey, you know, you maybe win a game or two? Yeah, maybe... so
0: he mentioned like two years ago. They uh, <laughs> didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, two years ago, he said, uh, "I never want to miss the playoffs again." Obviously, that 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 window. Is getting smaller and smaller for the Phoenix Suns. I, I can see that because the Suns need to make changes and do need to bring in players. I think they're on the cusp of making the playoffs, and I and I really think they have a big shot at making it, depending on like the moves that we make this summer. Go
1: out there on the um, limb, say, are they gonna make it or they're not gonna make oh, it? Oh, they're
0: gonna. I, I got them in the playoffs. I got them in the playoffs. Okay. Seven, eight seed. The the Phoenix Suns will be in the playoffs next year, and I think uh, Booker really wants it really bad, and I think obviously he's the he's ahead of. He's the head of the team, right? And everybody just fall in line. Make sure, do your thing, you know? Dominating, I'm looking at you. Got that tattoo looking like slipknot over here. But uh yeah, make sure you uh make sure the I think the the Suns will be in the playoffs. Um that's keep the receipt on this one, ladies and gentlemen. For
1: sure. Uh, yeah, and I think the, I think they would have made the playoffs last year if DeAndre Ayton doesn't, you know, get suspended for twenty five games, and they had they had their little rash of injuries, and they were still right there. And I think that you know Devin Booker has a whole bunch of confidence now, like you know, not that he didn't have it before, but now that hey, you know, he made game, win. yeah, like he made a game winner with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in a meaningful game in the game that probably the Clippers, you know, were going out to win. You know, there's those nights where Clippers just like they don't want to play because they want to. Uh, you know, they want to load manage, and they want to do this, and they want to do that. Uh, that, that wasn't one of those games. They were really going out there to try and to win. And obviously, uh, and, you know, uh, maybe the Clippers should I have I think done they that.
0: needed to win that game for some sort of seeding. I'm not too sure, but obviously, that wasn't load managing. Uh, yeah, and then also, like,
1: there. maybe the Clippers should have, you know, tried to win the game five, game six, and game seven. I think they load managing in the second half of those games as well, but... uh. Mm. Yeah, I just thought the report overall just didn't really make any sense, and it just seemed like a, a take for you know views and listen and yeah, yeah, yeah for clout. Yeah, like no nobody. Really, I don't think unless he's got some crazy insight. I don't really think. First of all, nobody's ever nobody else is reporting anything like that. And if nobody nobody reports that, I don't really believe it. And until something of you know a more important you know I guess source comes out and says something along those lines, then I would. You know, take it more to the bank, but this doesn't
0: seem like speaking of cloud chasing, um Hoop Central, one of the analysts on there says Book has to take a Lou Williams type of role. What? <laughs> what does Lou that even mean? <laughs> Williams type of role. What what does that take? Like you could just say out and say anything blasphemous about the the Phoenix Suns and people would jump right on it. I mean that was kind of blasted on Twitter. Uh, that little take, uh, God, it's, it's just it's just awful. Like the type of media coverage that the Phoenix Suns get is just horrendous. And this this take is what is this take, dude? It, clearly, you don't watch enough Suns basketball to know uh, what Booker does on a basketball court. Um, if you just think that he's just a Lou Will who comes off the bench. <laughs> And just scores and literally does that score and score and does nothing else. Devin Booker averages seven assists a game, ladies and gentlemen. And this is just absurd. Like, I I can't. This media is just like. Media coverage on the Suns is horrible. That's all I got to say. Well, before
1: you, uh, you know. Your head explodes. Uh, let's kind of get into something that I did want to talk about yeah. uh, looming with free agency coming up. And also, I guess, uh, not necessarily this free agency, but the next one, maybe this year will play a big part in that. Uh, the one thing I did want to talk about is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the Greek freak, uh, uh, the back-to-back uh, MVP, uh, also a defensive player of the year uh, flame out in the second round. Uh, We won't get into that. Uh, but I want to talk about something, uh, that, you know, uh, was thinking about with Giannis specifically is, hey, uh, you know, as a player, do you go chasing the ring, uh, quote unquote, or do you stay with your team? And, you know, maybe you have a year where you get the championship or, you know, you, uh, or you, you never get a ring and you're kind of like, you know, the Karl Malone, the uh, the Charles Barkley where you stayed with roughly Refle- I mean, not Charles Barkley, I guess Karl Malone. Some of these teams that were you've, like Dirk. Dirk would be the best example where you stay with the team for a very very long time and for the longest it seemed like Dirk was never really going to ever win the championship yeah. and the years that he had the chances. Obviously, they lost to the We Believe Warriors, the year that he was the MVP, they had won 67 games and the previous year they had got to the finals and they lost to D-Wade in 2006. Uh, I think uh, that's one of the kind of of questions I want to ask. And Giannis seems like one of those guys where, you know, he seems very loyal and he would stay, you know, Milwaukee, even if that meant that he didn't win any titles. Uh, As a player, or I guess if you had the option, are you going to quote-unquote chase the rings like KD or you're going to stay, you know, and... Maybe possibly have a chance of winning a ring, or you know, have a much less chance if you stick with the team, because it seems like you know Giannis' window is still open, and the Bucks are still going to be very good. Uh, but if they're going forward, I don't necessarily see unless they go get an All Star, they get somebody you know a, a dramatically better player. Then I guess Chris Milton is a good second player, but you probably need maybe a tier above maybe that.
0: Player,
1: yeah. yeah, or or maybe if you don't necessarily get that, maybe you get like a player. That complements them. You get three players, right? And then Chris Milton being your second guy would be good. And then you have a third guy, maybe you know Chris Paul or something like that. Uh, I think Chris Paul, Chris Milton, yes, again on just a separate note would be amazing. But uh, what what do you what what would you do? And I think this is a cool thing to think think about because I think like there's different mindsets to this specific question. Yeah.
0: Uh, but no. Like, Go ahead. So the uh, first off with Giannis, um, you know I've been high on him and I've been high on him for a very long time, and obviously his outing last year and even the previous year, the way they kind of went out with like the, the way they walled up Giannis and you know couldn't do it, couldn't do anything anymore. That's kind of like I, I've always been high on him, and obviously they've been championship contenders. Um, they didn't, they they came up short last year. Second round, that's disappointing, right? Um, that's one. My take on this personal uh, or, or on this personally, like I think it just depends on your era. Um, I think you go to the Jordan era. Our greatest of all time player, Michael Jordan, is a a loyal player for, for the most part of his career. Um, was drafted to the Bulls, brought them six championships and left. And then obviously when he came back when he wanted to, that's a whole different topic, but for the most part, it just depends on the era. I think uh, you look you look at it. Most guys back then, um, they didn't jump ship a lot, like you mentioned. Uh, Karl Malone, although Barkley was traded, yeah. for the most part, he stayed with you know his teams. Correct. Um, Barkley, the Carmelones. Uh, for the most part, everybody. David Robinson. David Robinson, Hakeem. Right, a majority of those guys. Um, I think Shaq would be the only one around that area, so to speak, yeah I kind of um even Kobe, but I think Kobe's thing was that he did he did ask for a trade um he did want to at a yeah. little bit of point
1: i I think the one thing about Kobe's situation is different is because he already had won the titles, right so mm-hmm. it, you know he had already won three. I'm sure it didn't feel the same because he wasn't you know, the main player, but hey, three titles is three titles, whether yeah. uh, you know. I mean, nobody's gonna argue that Kobe would like you know that Shaq was not the best player, but Kobe was a very big part of them winning the title as well. But I think it's a little different because Kobe had already won the title, so him asking for a trade to go somewhere else, you know, it doesn't necessarily have but the same those, impact.
0: Those those Kwame Browns and Smush Parker definitely <laughs> frustrating for that man. Yeah. and he did not want Luke to be Walton. there. Luke um, Walton. Luke Walton. Yeah. Um. Although. Um. So obviously in this era, it's a little bit different. Um. There are top-tier guys that have left their teams, you know, you got, obviously, the greatest player of this generation, LeBron James, went to three, four different teams, three different teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you got Kevin Durant, who, which is arguably, you can say, second best. Um, And he he left his team, right? And now he's on another team. He's on three different teams. So, and obviously, with that being said, you have teams that you have players that are willing to talk to each other. I think it's obviously a more friendly era uh, of basketball compared to back then. And guys talk to each other a little bit more, uh, especially with social media, cell phones being more, um, you know, used. They talk to each other more and they're able to put things together that obviously will benefit their basketball careers. So in this era, I mean, if, I was playing this area. I mean, I would look to, definitely look to, you know, uh, talk to, to some players around the league. Obviously, if it's not going my way, I gotta, I gotta make something work. I, if I want to be prominent in, in this league and want to win championships, I want to be able to put a team together that can do that. And some some owners are not willing to spend. Some yep. owners are not willing to bring the players right in. Uh, you've seen this, like I mean. The New York Knicks are epitome of patheticness for <laughs> the past ten years. Um and they haven't really made any changes. I mean, they did, to be honest, with, with Melo, but they they just couldn't put a good roster around that. Um, even the Phoenix Suns to an extent, I think, uh, with and then calling out Sarver, he has had really, really he, he had luck with Steve Nash, obviously, and and those Phoenix Suns but man like he does not like spending money on, on guys and bringing guys in um, i believe we missed out on amari for a very small amount of money that um, not only that i think it was also in his contract that he doesn't get injured and play a certain amount of minutes but there's players uh, in this day and age i think you want to you want to be able to move around and and try to you know win that championship because obviously the league is way more competitive than it was ever before and it has uh it's not as easy i would say i'm not gonna say i don't think championship, winning a championship is ever easy but it's definitely a lot more competitive in this day and age
1: yeah and i think the one thing that was you know i guess has become everything is rings right do you have rings do you not have rings right that's the eternal debate of forever now right before i don't think it was like that and you know players weren't really looked down upon when they didn't have rings uh but i think that's the you know that's the argument going forward. Uh, for who, If you're a top player, that's the, that's the argument, right? Do you have a ring? Do you not have a ring? And I think the one thing that I, what, you know, like the KD, I think KD's example is very unique to me specifically because I think that, you know, yes, he left and everyone hated him for the fact that he left OKC and then he went to join a team that just had beaten them. You know, they were down 3-1 and it was a 73-win team and he went to the Warriors, you know, the year, the, 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 the summer after it. They're just been eliminated by them. And I think uh, one thing that is different to me, I think like KD's career would be completely different if he doesn't have rings. What, whether people want to admit that or not. I think that KD not gone to the Warriors and he still, let's just say, does not have a ring. His career looks, his career trajectory, and I guess his all-time ranking is completely different. And people probably don't want to admit it. They're like, oh, these are cupcake rings, and, you know, he went to the Warriors, and, you know, these rings don't mean anything. But to me, they, they really do. I was like, they really changed a lot. And I think if, you know, Giannis took that approach and you yeah, went to.
0: And, too- and one, one thing I want to add there is, like, you've seen him, like, he's always said, I think, something along the lines I'm always second. Like, in college, he mentioned. Greg Oden. Behind Greg Oden. Yeah. And then you, you got him. Uh, again, he said, "I'm behind LeBron." Yeah. So he wanted to take that leap, but go ahead with continuing with what you were saying.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that that's one of the things. Like Katie's career would be completely different. If he doesn't have these rings, right? Right now, like if Katie doesn't have a ring, is he, like, is he the is he? You can like, I guess when he's healthy, are you questioning that he's the second best player? I think there's a debate, right? He's right there with you know Kawhi. Like if if he if he doesn't have a ring, he's right there with Harden, uh, you know Giannis. These like assuming they don't all don't have rings, right? And but KD has a ring, and like he was the best player on the team. Whether they, you know, he joined the team, yes, but he was the best player on the team. He was the Finals MVP, and he was he hit the dagger shots in both Game Threes that ended this series practically. But I think KD's situation is unique because everyone hated him for going, but he has championships now, and his career, his career trajectory, and his all-time ranking is so different just because of the fact that he won, he has championship rings. Some people don't want to ever give him credit for those championships and say, "Hey, they don't mean anything." And to me, it doesn't matter, bro. Championships are yeah. Championships. I mean, might not
0: mean as much, but I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. Does it definitely changes, changes career? Yeah. Uh, for the better, for for better. I mean, to be honest, yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no championship has ever made somebody's career worse, right? And doesn't matter if you join the team. And I, I think this is kind of one thing that LeBron's was a little bit different because. Even though he made a quote-unquote super team, uh, it wasn't a super team until he got there. If LeBron doesn't join the team, it's not a super team. Right. Like even though they might have got Chris Bosh, that Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, they're great and they're all they're they're Hall of Famers for sure. But that's not a super team until LeBron joins, which I think is different than the KD situation where it was it was a super team, right? It was the best regular season team in the history of the NBA. Uh, won they 73 had won the championship
0: games. the year before yeah, too.
1: Yeah, in t- in 2015 they had won a title against the Cavs, and they were going to go back to back, and you know they were going to cap off the best season ever had. They not the three one lead. I think also that played a big part. If they if they win that title, I don't think KD goes to the Warriors because then it doesn't really do him any justice to go to the Warriors when you had just they had just won the title. Mm. Your your value I guess not necessarily shown even if you're amazing throughout the entire season. Uh, but for Giannis, uh, I think. I think uh, for Giannis, I I would like to see him go somewhere to try to go win a title, and you know, just because I I first of all it would be cool to see different team challenge. Right now, I think AD and LeBron like they're the number one one and two in terms of their duos. Uh, but I think if they you know Giannis went to I don't know if he went to the Warriors, I I think they would be the favorites with Curry and Thompson, and I think probably one probably Draymond would end up being one of the people that went in this trade to to get Giannis. Uh, but uh, no Warriors I mean, fans, we're not gonna Giannis, do that. if he
0: signs an extension, what is it like, five years?
1: Yeah, five years. I think it's a super super
0: max. Super right? super max, five years. Yeah, a man's thirty by the time he gets out. Of it. Let's just say he doesn't win anything. Yeah. He's thirty. He's like on the prime. He's literally in his prime yeah. at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's that's kind of crazy to think that he. I mean, uh it'd be nice. I mean, I don't know where I want him to be. To be honest, I'm I'm kind of. I want him to do it on his own. Yeah. And that's my thing on on Giannis. I think I think he has the the ability to. Obviously there's he's got to work on his game and not be just be guarded by a wall. <laughs> um even coaching to be honest in a little bit uh and I think the coaching does need to make adjustment and play to Giannis's strengths uh, rather than, you know, just sitting there and trying to make him this man picked up the most charges in the league. What is this, at seventy six or something? <laughs> um, some ridiculous amount of charges. Like that, there's got to be some coaching adjustments with that with, with Giannis. I think, and I mean, uh, I think I want I want him to stay with the Bucks at least this time around. And then obviously he can. It's a player's league. He can find his way out. Yeah. And and who wouldn't want a Giannis on his on their team, right?
1: Yeah, and I I think he's probably like I think he's gonna stay just his mentality and everything. There's nothing that seems to indicate that he would want to get traded, or like you know if the if the Bucks traded him thinking that you know they couldn't keep him, that's a different story. But I don't think Giannis would ever come on and physically say hey like you know I want to get traded, uh, just because it doesn't seem like in Giannis's nature to do that. But I think that is a, I think that's one thing that you know you know speaking of the five years if Giannis played those five years he would be a 30. Like Harden is 30 I think 31 or 30. And I think that's, uh, if Harden requested a trade and he said, I wanted to leave the Rockets, I want to go somewhere else to win a title. As, as a fan of the Rockets, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, and also, I would like to see him win the title because this title would validate so much of his career. He would, you know, he's automatically, I think, a top 20 player. He's already, like, I think Harden wins a title. Uh, he's better than Dirk. Like, he's going to have he's gonna have accolades and stuff that pushes him into the top 20 of all time. And if he goes to a team and he wins multiple titles, like Harden had a chance to, you know, be in the top 15, close to top, maybe not top 10, but he's going to be somewhere in that, you know, 12, 15, 17 range. Uh, just with one title, he'll be in the top 20, 25. And I, I think-, think that
0: was my take on like when Steve Nash left uh, and he got traded to the Lakers. I was so super excited on that great, great championship team <laughs> that they were going to win with Paul Gasol, Kobe, Dwight Howard, and Steve Nash. I was super excited for him, obviously, when they went to that, um, when he got traded, uh, it's the same thing. Like I wanted him to see him succeed and get that title, right, the elusive um, championship ring, and obviously he never did because um, that team never panned out. I, I, and i was very similar. like uh, you. Once you see like a player give it his all for your team, and he's pretty much done everything, and I, I thought Steve Nash did everything and anything. By this man was beaten down, literally laid on his back. During bench when when he was when he was you know on the bench for, the small amount of time, that a player could be out, out there, and you know, he gave it his all, every time, and you want to obviously, it, once it's getting close, obviously Steve Nash was up there in age. I think Harden still has a a a, a few, years here still, yeah. and I think, it's better if Harden um, unless you know if the Rockets can put something together which um
1: steven silas make it happen baby we better win the title. let's go (laughs) uh and also i think just on a random note i really am excited about steven silas he was he sounded really very very intellectually smart and sounded very i'm uh, he sounded really really smart and i was really excited to see what uh the rockets can do when uh and he seems like you know he he, uh, steven A asked him about you know you expect Westbrook, I think Steven or Ava or Max, one of them asked him about, hey, do you expect Westbrook and Harden to both be there? And he does expect both of them to be playing for the Rockets next year. So I think the Rockets are not, you know, blowing it up. And that's a, you know, as a fan, I want to see the Rockets try to see what they can do to compete. And that kind until of.
0: Until Tillman says, too.
1: Yeah, until Tillman says, I can't afford to pay for anybody because I don't have any money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of uh, transitioned into our last topic of the day. And uh, these are kind of just, you know, since this free agency is coming up and trade rumors and you know off season is in swing right now, uh, you know I did want to talk about realistic options that maybe you know the the Rockets and obviously you as Zengi as a Suns fan, uh, which you know you you think your team can make to kind of I guess make that leap and for you know you guys is probably make the playoffs or maybe you know you know get a higher seed you know five seed six seed or something along those lines where it's you know. A real step up from you know not making the playoffs to you know your sixth seed now and obviously for the Rockets is taking that that last jump that they can't seem to get over which is you know get to the conference finals you know get to the finals and you know ultimately win uh so I uh, if you have any uh things about any players that you know do you think the Sun should go after uh I'll let you take the floor here
0: yeah yeah so before before I tell you realistic um people that we might want to look at um, just, just a couple of things, uh, while I'm, I've been bashing everybody today, uh, Hoop Central, Ryan Rossello, um, this time it comes from Bleacher Report, a um, couple of trades here, let me just list them out real quick for you, uh, Montrezl Harrell for Rubio, and either one of the two between Uber and Mikel in the picks. The second trade here is Rubio for Patrick Beverly and Landry Shemmett and second round picks, I believe, from the Clippers. Um, here's my thing. The suns, let me let me, list, let me give you a list of point guards of the Phoenix Suns in the past couple of years here. Isaiah Cannon, <laughs> DAnthony Milton, Elio Kobo. Shaq Harrison and Alfred Payton. Now
1: Melton isn't half bad, but
0: M- Melton yeah. got better, uh, and I'm not going to take anything away from Melton. Yeah. Um, but those uh, Melton was fairly young when he was with the team too, yeah. so he was still a little bit. That better. was a
1: Ryan Anderson trade. The Rockets yeah. traded Ryan Anderson yeah, and got Melton from the Rockets. Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think Bleacher Report really watches the Phoenix Suns game. <laughs> And don't doesn't they don't realize how important Ricky Rubio is to the Phoenix Suns, right? Not only is he a facilitator and took so much off Devin Booker's plate in terms of just ball handling and creating the right plays, the guy is smart on the court. Also, he's a great defender. Just throwing him in for Montrez Harrell, I don't know what Montrez Harrell even does for us. Like He's not even going to start more than likely. Um, you, you, if you put him in at the four, there's so much. You, you clog the paint. You already have Aiden. And obviously, he's not going to start over Aiton. And that's that's for sure. Like, thinking about this trade. And not only that, we're giving up either Ubre or Mikael. Please. <laughs> no, not for Montrezl Harrell. And I think, like, these people, whoever make these trades up, I think, need to go do their homework and realize how important... And watch some Phoenix Suns basketball game and realize how important Rubio has been to the Phoenix Suns' success last year. Um, naming those point guards, and I'm not disrespecting any of the point guards, but Rubio is obviously a notch above them. A, a lot better of a point guard. And, like, for Patrick Beverly and Leonard Shamit, I mean...
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think the Patrick Beverly thing makes no sense. I think that's one of the reasons that Kawhi, you know, there rumors about... He he got tired of bringing the ball up every single time, and he's Patrick Beverly is not that Patrick Beverly is a good, solid player, but he's not like necessarily a point guard. He's more of just like you know he plays defense, and he's not he's not he's not Rubio. Rubio brings the ball up. Rubio can you know handle and facilitate the entire offense. Patrick Beverly cannot do that. Uh, his that's not his skill and set. I think
0: he's really underrated defender. He does not get a lot of credit for just yeah. defensive prowess. Uh, he's he's a great defender. I think uh he does really well. Uh, especially with with both that backcourt was, I think, very very decent.
1: Yeah, I think that they when the Rockets played them in the series uh, in the playoffs, like they put Ricky Rubio on Harden a lot. Even though Harden cooked him like majority of the time, but that's just Harden cooks everybody. But uh, Ricky Rubio did a good job. That I mean, that you know, Quinn Snyder decided that hey, we should play Rubio on Harden uh, for a big you know decent portions of the game. And yeah, I don't think the Patrick really thing makes any sense. Uh, I think Rubio is. One of the good the, like
0: the Montrez Hero is like a steal. If 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 the Clippers ever come along with that Yeah. Montrez Hero for Rubio and Uber or Mikel Bridges, yeah. Mikhail, I love you. Gotta stay with the Phoenix Suns baby. Yeah. Um, I think he's amazing. Well, getting into more realistic stuff, I think there's been a little bit of talk about uh there's there's a few n- names I wanna mention, obviously. Um Chris Paul, first off, I like that a little bit, right? There's 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 pros and cons to this, I think, with Chris Paul. Um, I think you're going to have to give up a lot um, for Chris Paul. It's going to be nice having Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the backcourt. But I think it's just uh, it's just giving up a lot. And obviously, Chris Paul is is getting at the end of his career, right? Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel right about that trade. Uh, I think one guy I do like, on the other hand, though, um, is Drew Holiday.
1: Yeah.
0: That's gonna obviously take a lot to get, but I think that's that's a good pairing. Really good defender, has some playoff experience, and you know, very very like he's just he's a solid dude. And and I think that's a, gonna be a really really great pickup yeah. for Drew Holiday. Um, that's what do you, what do you think about Drew?
1: I mean, Drew Drew would be perfect. Drew I think is like Ricky Rubio, but better. Right? He could defend probably better than Rubio. He can, you know, he's better score than sure, Rubio. He can also sure. facilitate probably just, if not as good as Rubio, but you know, just close to him and he would be the perfect guy for Devin Booker. You know, Devin Booker doesn't have, he could just become a straight bucket guy, right? He can just give him like, you know, Drew Holiday can set everything up and Devin Booker can just go get his own, uh, whenever he needs to. And, uh, it would kind of be that you know that dynamic with the uh, Warriors uh, with Steph and KD, where you know Steph was doing all of this facilitating, KD was just getting buckets, right? Mm-hmm. Not not to that extent, right? Where they have all these amazing players, but the same yeah. idea where you know Drew Holiday, you know Drew Holiday does his thing, he facilitates, he gets everybody else involved, and Devin Booker is just worried about scoring. And uh, obviously Devin Booker's gotten better; he's more of, you know he's more facilitating as well. He's getting a lot of more assists than he did when he first, uh, uh, came yeah, when he first came into the league. But I think that that's kind of Drew is the perfect pairing for Devin Booker, and obviously he's on a trade he's on a trade block, and there's obviously there's a lot of teams that are interested, and he's he's an All Star player. If he's not, you know, uh, if he's not quote unquote an All Star, like he hasn't made it, but he's All Star caliber player, yeah. and he, with yeah. De, with Drew and Devin Booker, the Suns are almost they're definitely guaranteed to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs with those two guys. Uh, that's a very disappointing season yeah
0: I like that but I, I just don't I just don't see it happening I, I don't I think he won't he's probably he's probably gonna go to another team which has a lot I think they're gonna ask for a lot in terms of you know just trying to get drew and I don't think James Jones you know is gonna be up for it um, the other guy I've been high on is Fred van Vliet. and um I, I I've always been high on him I've been high on him since they won the title you know he likes taking big shots and he is a free agent. But, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into him because I, I, I don't think we're going to be able to take him away from the Raptors. I think he stays there. Um, He signs with the Raptors and stays with that team for sure. He has He's had great runs over there, and I think he wants to—I'm pretty positive he's going to stay there. The one guy that's going to be interesting here is Christian Wood. And there's been a couple of things, I think, and this might go into— the uh, tampering a little bit, I would say. Uh, but not really. Because uh, Christian Wood, uh, interesting story is, he doesn't follow a lot of people on social media at all. <laughs> he has very small amount of followers. Um, but he's following um, the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, his brother, and a couple of his friends. Might I add, he also follows a few other teams around the league. And those teams also happen to have... Um, you know, cap space to sign, uh, but kind of interesting. Um, he's I mean he's following his brother and stuff, so there might be something going on there. Uh, but that I think Christian Wood's gonna be a nice pickup if we can obviously get him. Um, but I, I, yeah,
1: I think one of the things about Christian Wood necessarily, I think he probably is looking for. I think uh he's also somebody that the, I think the Rockets should go after, but I think the kind of money that's required to get him, and he probably wants to start because he he's probably he's a starter right he probably wasn't when he went to detroit but now he's a free agent i definitely think he's a starter uh he would be great with the rockets he'd be he's one of the ideal fits for the rockets i just don't know if they have the money you know there's rumors that he's looking you know that he's the kind of money that the market is going to be for him is about 12 to 15 million uh the rockets Mm -hmm. probably cannot offer that kind of money a year to get him but if he's closer to eight or nine you know the rockets probably can do something to make that happen uh, that's kind of one of the guys. So I guess I kind of transitioned, transitioned into, uh, some players that I think the Rockets realistically should go after. And Christian Wood is one of those guys. I don't just, again, like I said, it might be too expensive, yeah, too hefty. Yeah. Uh, so it might be more on the unrealistic, but if you know, it's not like out of the realm of possibility that the Rockets couldn't make this happen. Uh, a couple of players that I think the Rockets should definitely go after, uh, is Nerlens Noel, uh, from Oklahoma city. Uh, he had a good great, great outing in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, he was he, he's he's perfect. He's like he's Clint Capella, uh, just he won't require that kind of money that Clint Capella required. And obviously he's not he's older than Clint Capella, uh, but he'd be the perfect
0: he'd play that Clint Capella role where, uh, Harden. Uh, I don't think he's Clint Capella. i to be honest with you. Like I, Clint Capella is definitely a little bit more.
1: Maybe I mean I agree, but I think he could maybe maybe he's a poor man's Clint Capella, right? Uh, but I think
0: the idea would be he he Again, would. he's been a bench player, so I don't know if he's gonna like you know try to starting uh, him.
1: Yeah, maybe you don't start him. I mean, I, I guess that's up to Steven Salas to figure out. Like you know, I think one thing he did mention Steven Salas was, uh, you know, he he wants the Rockets to be diverse. Hey, if we want if we want to go big, we can go big. If we go small, you know, we we still have the players already to do to, to do that. Uh, but I think Nerlens Dwell would be good. Something that a lot of people don't, you know, didn't take into account is when we went small ball, it wasn't necessarily for Harden. It was for Westbrook, and I'm sure people know that. But one thing that was taken away from Harden when when this when they went small is he didn't have the lob threat, and the lob threat was one of the things that really, you know, D'Antoni talked about. It was vertical spacing for the Rockets, and you know, when Harden would go on a pick and roll, he would go to the hoop, and somebody would, you know, the, the big man would come. He just throw the lob to Capella. and. Capella scored, you know, 8, 10 points just off of, you know, rim runs just by standing there and Harden's, you know, collapsing the defense. And I think that's one of the things the Rockets did miss. That was another element to their offense when they obviously, when they were peak Rockets a couple years ago, Clint Capella was the third cog, right? It was Harden, uh, CP3, and Clint Capella. And the Rockets record was like 50-3 and three or something. So Clint Capella was definitely a big factor in that. But obviously, if uh, I mean the Netherlands Noel, he doesn't have to be Clint Capella, but if he's something close to that, uh, it would be really beneficial to the Rockets and kind of diversify the Rockets from just being a small ball team. And you have somebody else, you know, he can grab you rebounds. You can also, you know, uh, finish he, around the defense well, too. Yeah, and sure. you can just you know, finish around the rim. Yeah, I think I think he's not as tall as Capella. I think Capella is closer to seven feet. Uh, Noel is probably closer to like six ten-ish, uh, but not not necessarily a big difference. And one other person uh, is somebody that the Suns had, and that's Aaron Baines. I would love to Wall see Aaron. Baines. I would love to see Aaron Baines in the Rockets. He he would be the stretch five. Uh, he could start. He would probably start. I think you probably you'd be okay. Maybe putting PJ at the four, and PJ obviously would necessarily play the four. And then uh, somebody would probably slide to the bench. Maybe probably would play slide Aaron Gordon to the bench, uh, assuming he's still on the roster when the season starts. If you, put, uh, if you put Aaron Baines at the five, and he shot, he shot like 35% from three this year on like four attempts. With the Rockets offense, he probably gets maybe closer to six, seven attempts a game. And <laughs> if you could a two or three, you know, that that's a good outing. And he's, he says solid screens. He gets rebounds. He's a good interior presence. Uh, and he can shoot the three and... Uh, it would still help with the it would still help with the spacing because he's a big guy and he can step out there at the three point line still opens the floor for Westbrook and Harden to drive the ball in, and obviously now you got you got an extra shooter and you also it just happens to be a bigger a big man.
0: Yeah, um, Aaron Baines, uh, I don't want him to leave. I think he's a great backup for the Suns, but I feel like he's probably gonna end up leaving the Suns. Um, I think Saric is going to be the guy that the Suns might probably want to keep. But I hate to see him go. Dude's a solid screen. I think he had one great outing. I think it was against the Portland Trailblazers, if I'm not mistaken. Dude had like 37 points. Yeah. And he went went berserk, just hitting everything. That would be a great pickup for the Rockets, though, for sure. Uh, No doubt, I think. Um, I I don't want him to leave if the Suns can obviously get him back. Um, It'd be great. Uh, but I don't know in what kind of capacity, especially, you know, if they are, if Christian Woods potentially coming or, you know, you have Sarge still. And I don't know if they're looking to sign him again. Um, so a, couple, a few things here. But, I mean, Aaron Aaron Baines for the Rockets, are, I think he's going to be a great pickup, no doubt. Uh, it's just a perfect, just a perfect a fit right there.
1: Uh, I think this is going to wrap it up for this session. We will see you guys next week on the next episode, which will be episode five. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it.